The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedom only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Buck Brief. Ryan Gerdusky with us to talk about Iowa elections, politics, all those good things. And also, for those of you who are on YouTube or Rumble, you can see Ryan's dog is making a guest appearance this episode. <laughs> Ryan, what is is it a she and what is he or she? It's a he. He is a he is a five year old multi poo that I rescued, and um, he's a giant pain ninety percent of the time, but he's pretty lovable. And uh, he is, uh, yeah, so he's a five year old multi poo rescue. All right, he's very cute. He's currently giving uh, giving some smooches to Mister Ryan Gruduski. Yeah. All right, let's talk about saving America, Ryan. Um, and and to start with that, <laughs> where things are for the. Republicans uh, going into Iowa. Iowa's what ten days away. As I talk to you, um, what are the what is what are the numbers telling us right now? What are the chances of there being any real surprise? Break it down. I mean, Iowa is a caucus, right? So it's all about organization. It's not typically you don't just show up to vote. You're staying in a school or a facility for hours at a time to argue and yell with people about trying to get your candidate over the line. Um, they change the rules all the time. Their rules used to be that the bottom candidates had to 
bottom uh, voters had to then reassemble to go to the top voters, and they, that's how you picked one. The Democrats still did, did that as of twenty twenty. I don't know if the Republicans do it anymore. I don't think they do. Um, but it is a it's a it's a slog and it's an organization. Um, Trump's poll numbers are the strongest by far, but by like twenty five points in Iowa and some of the polls, but. Um, the thing about organization is that all people who organize for winning candidates in Iowa are all behind DeSantis. That's the thing that he's, he's got the Senator, he's got, uh, Bob Van Platt, he's got the real organization behind him. Um, he's got a lot of evangelicals as well behind him. I don't know if that will be enough to sit there and swing the entire thing. Iowa elections sometimes because they are, uh, you know, their caucuses. Um, have swung as much as 15 points. When Rick Santorum won in 2012, he was way behind in the polls the day before election day. Um, yet and still, that those, his numbers were much smaller than uh, than DeSantis's right now. The margins, rather, were much much smaller. So, I uh, you know, I it, it could always be a surprise. You never know. The only the only poll that matters is the election day poll and who shows up. Um, and you know. Some Trump supporters get complacent and think that he's got this in the bag. There's no point of sitting inside of a school for seven hours and yelling and screaming. Um, then, you know, then DeSantis might surprise it. It's not completely uncommon. People have surprised the Iowa caucuses before, which is why they're not always super indicative of who's going to win the presidency or the presidential nomination. So I need you to move to the center of the frame so people can see you more easily. And also, there you go, oh. scooch over, and they can't even really see the dog. Oh, there we go. And now we can see the adorable... Okay. Adorable dog. My brother, Sorry little brother, that. has a Malty poo, and my older brother has a Pomeranian. So we only have the most masculine attack dogs imaginable <laughs> in this family. I have an Australian Labradoodle puppy. So people better watch out. Yeah. The burglars better stay out of our places. Uh, so anyway, back to um, back to where we are on this. I, you know, if I mean realistically, if Trump wins Iowa, do you do you feel like it's over and everything else is pretty much a formality? Uh, if he wins Iowa, definitely DeSantis' campaign's over. Um, if he goes to New Hampshire because the, the because independents can vote, he could still lose New Hampshire technically because I, like 38% of all registered voters are independents and they can vote in both the Democrat and Republican primary. There is no Democratic primary that day, so they can all vote in the Republican primary. And um, Trump does not do very well with independence, and that's a chance for Nikki Haley to win the day. Also, New Hampshire is another state where happy people way behind the polls have huge comebacks. John McCain, 2008. Um, that is where Mitt Romney came back in 2012. Uh, that is where Donald Trump came back in 2016. That's where Pat Buchanan won in 1996. Um, these are states that John McCain won there in 2000, despite being against George W. Bush and him being the the presumptive nominee. Um, these are states that do throw curves that do make politics interesting. So um, it certainly would be over for DeSantis' campaign if he cannot win in Iowa. Um, I don't know if it would be over for Nikki Haley. She's still fundraising well past South Carolina. She has fundraising dates already lined up past South Carolina. And there is something to say about a candidate who stays in for the long haul, despite, you know, only garnering 30% or whatever. That's what Jesse Jackson did in 1988. And although his candidacy did not win, his ideas certainly did. So um, you never know if you want to I, I want I want to jump in here for because you mentioned Nikki Haley, and that's going to be my next question. Explain Nikki Haley to me right now. I, she just raised like 20, 
five million, right, or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I have yet to meet a person in real life. Now, maybe this just is telling people who my friends are. Um, I have yet. I have. I have obviously a lot of Trump and DeSantis supporters that I know in my life. I come across, you know, go to events, see people. Um, I even have. I have friends who are Vivek voters. They'll vote for Vivek over anybody else. I don't have a lot of them, but I have like a couple. I don't know anybody who is all in on Nikki Haley, and yet she's surging. She's raising millions. The donor class likes her. What's what's going on? Like, explain the Haley phenomenon. Uh, Nikki Haley is one. There's a lot of people in politics, period, who want a girl president. So that's part of it. Secondly, she's extremely... I mean, Nikki Haley is not a joke. Nikki has been around for for in politics for over 20 years, uh, going back when she was in the state house, she's extremely well polished and she offers a lot of Republicans the alternative that they want to hear, which is somebody who is more hawkish on foreign policy, less culture war, um, less, less about the culture wars, uh, a throwback to an older time in Republicans and somebody with who seems respectable um, and she, a lot of, a lot of people vote for their candidate on vibes and she gives the vibe of a woman who's very strong. She's a boss. Um, and she is not going to disrespect the office of the presidency. I have actually my very, very, very close friend from college. His mom is a Nikki Haley supporter and she absolutely hates Donald Trump because Donald Trump, she thought disrespected the office of the president. And that is a big deal to her. And um, and that's why she thinks that Nikki Haley wouldn't do that. So that's partially the group. And also, she's not going to make waves. Nikki Haley's not going to, um, like, you know, change our immigration system immensely. She's not going to change our trade policy immensely. She's going to be, a, you know, she'll probably appoint decent judges. And that's probably all we're going to get out of her. That It's going to be, you know, important. Other than try to declare war with Iran or anybody else. I mean, the good news is, you know, if Nikki Haley gets elected, load up on that uh, defense contractor stock. I want to ask you about the, de- yeah. the Democrat side of this equation here in a second. But first up from our sponsor, and you can tend to your cute little floofy flu uh, multi poo over there. She's very uh, he yeah. he sorry. Very masculine. Okay. Very cute. He's very a rescue. So he's tough. Yeah. He's seen some stuff, man. Yeah, he is. He, he has beaten up a lot of other dogs. He is a you know, dog. He's a he, that, he's yeah. a rescue. He'll he'll cut a he'll cut a pooch. You know what I mean? He'll and he'll lay it for down. Me. Yeah, he will fight anybody for me. Yeah, it's true. All right, look, <laughs> this could not come at a better time in our society. I'm speaking of a new company with a new membership offer. It's from a company called Patriot Defender. Legal defense for you and me, the kind we need most these days. No cost legal defense to protect your rights, freedoms, reputation, and your way of life. Speak up at a school board meeting about vaccine mandates. Suffer the consequences. Your legal defense is covered. Right to free speech is denied. Suffer consequences. Legal defense is covered. Use your Second Amendment rights to defend yourself. Covered. Um, IRS audit for political targeting. Covered. I'm a big believer in this kind of defense. It's something you want to have just in case that day arrives where your rights are being violated. You will have legal backup, my friends. Go to PatriotDefender.com. PatriotDefender.com. It's the only membership organization of its kind that goes beyond just concealed carry weapons defense a whole bunch of constitutionally protected rights where you're getting backup legal backup from patriot defense go to patriotdefender.com all right on the democrat side of things so now we ryan we have passed 
You and I have been talking about this for many months, and I appreciate you've been a voice of sanity. Well, everyone's like, you don't understand. They're going to RFK Jr. and Newsom are going to run a two day primary and it's all this crazy stuff. I just I, it makes no sense. Right. right. That's not happening right. now. Right. So now it's all. Oh, they're going to they're going to change things out at the convention. Um, yeah. To me, abandoning a president and a vice president in office for a convention floor fight is electoral suicide. Am I missing something? Uh, no, you're not. It's not going to happen. And um, for some reason, they believe they also this weird belief that Republicans have because they're only listening to a lot of Republican media, which is only talking about Gavin Newsom as if Democrat. There's not a single other Democrat in the country who wants to probably be president. And there's just there's just Gavin Newsom as if he's ordained to be uh, to be such. Um, no, it, a four or five would be a disaster and you would have literally uh, half a dozen Democrats from very big states that control most of the delegates all running up against each other and fighting. And I mean, it's this is all insane. It's not going to happen. Like, it's literally not going to happen. It hasn't ever happened. It's not going to happen this time. Besides death or a severe injury that is crippling, Joe Biden will be the presidential nominee in 2024. Is is he so the the people that I that I talk to who think that um, it's not just going to be like a walk in the park for Trump, the the primary thing that there's the there's the legal stuff that they're doing, obviously, the prosecutions and the taking him off the ballot, the taking him off the state ballot thing. I, no, I don't think any serious person believes that that's actually going to work in the end, but it's it's they like the optics of it, even if it loses the legal stuff, you know, who knows? That's a little bit of a more of a coin toss, depending on what the Supreme Court does in a few places, uh, you know, the uh, prosecutions. But what I hear from people is, yeah, the Democrats haven't opened up their campaign on Trump yet. And that's what will change the numbers. H- how much of that do you buy uh, versus how much of what we're seeing right now is Joe Biden is bad at his job. And a lot of people are recognizing that maybe who didn't before. Well, Joe Biden is also has there's not a lot of confidence he brings to it because he is a he is a man of a particular age who seems older than he is and that that gives a lot of people pause in a lot of different demographics that he needs what joe biden has going for him is the most critical swing states in this country are still for as diverse of a nation as we've become still about 90 percent black white states so georgia north carolina pennsylvania michigan wisconsin um with the exception of Texas, Nevada, Arizona, and Florida, these are 90% black, white states. Even New Hampshire, if you want to throw it in there, things got really wild. Um, where Trump's surge was all coming from, even if you include the polling that has some strong with black voters, which I don't know if I believe or not, but if, if you include that polling, um, the numbers that he has had, the New York Times numbers, I think he was down 21 points with college-educated whites, which would put him on path for the worst performance of college-educated whites since Barry Goldwater in 1964. Is there a path, if you lose that by that much, to make it up for it with non-college-educated whites and minorities? Yes, there is technically. Um, But I don't have a ton of confidence in that. Um, It's never been done before. He's trying to have to build a new coalition. You're building a new coalition with 100% name ID already going in. No one's going to learn anything on Donald Trump. I like they're learning on Joe Biden at this point. It's going to be based on uh, who shows up, which is going to be a high turnout election, 
because um, college-educated whites always turn out. Um, and um, and the question of do young people turn out, do black people turn out? Um, if black vote declared fines by 1% from what it was in 2024, Donald Trump will probably be president. Just like if the black vote mimics what it has, black vote declined by 1% in 2016, which put Donald, made Donald Trump president. That 1% decline would make him president. But I don't know if it's overall going to happen. It could. Uh, that's like the big, big question. What's also happening, which is, a, I put this on my Substack, which is very, very important. A lot of older black voters, which are the most loyal Democratic voting bloc, you know, time has gone on. A lot of them have started dying out. A lot of the you know, silent generation uh, group within that demographic. Uh, and they're being replaced by younger Gen Z uh, black voters who are less ideologically aligned with the Democratic Party and less partisan with the Democratic Party. So the idea of Republicans getting 12% of the black vote or 11% of the black vote are more likely now than ever, but it's not because of any real partisan change. It's mostly because of a demographic change of one generation dying while the other one being born. Um, so I, I promise if you get this right, we will revisit this in um, 11 months. But if you get it wrong, we're going to pretend like it never happened. And you're going to tell me <laughs> after this after this sponsor read, you're going to tell me right now, going with your gut, what who's in the presidential election, what happens in the presidential election and why. So I'm you're calling a shot here in the upper deck way up yes. there. Yeah. And right. the, the good news is people can right. listen to this. And and they'll say, you know think one thing or the other, but you can't be wrong because it hasn't happened yet. And if you're right, Ryan, I'm going to mark this down. <laughs> We're going to blast this everywhere after election day. And if you're wrong, no one's even going to remember. Okay. So, so so wait. So so you think about it while I while I speak to our our sponsor here for a second. Uh, the Tunnel the Towers Foundation does amazing work. They made a promise after the tragedy of 9/11 to make sure we never forget. Tunnel the to Towers is committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Uh, Specialist Hook lost his life in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school. He left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son he would never meet. Thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and Fallen First Responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs. I donate every month. It comes out automatically. $11. So easy. It's not a lot of money. But if everyone listening to this donated, it would make a huge difference. Tunnel to Towers. T2T.org. That's the website to go to to donate. T, the number two, T.org. Um, all right, Ryan. I asked you to call your shot. I mean, this is like hitting a home run that goes out of the stadium and into the parking lot because it's 11 months out. Who is in? The general election, who wins the general election, and why do you think, when all said and done, they will have won the general election? Um, I think it's going to be Joe Biden and Kamala Harris versus Donald Trump. And, I mean, I'm not picking his VP, but it will probably be, um, I think the top, like, three contenders for VP would be, like, I don't know, J.D. Vance, Tim Scott, and Christy Nome. Um and then the nominee will, I mean, I probably would bet on uh, Joe Biden winning reelection by, he'll probably win, he'll probably lose Arizona, but she won the last time and he'll lose Wisconsin, which he won the last time. But the demographics of Georgia are moving too progressively and there's not enough college educated whites that would flip back to maybe win Georgia 
and the black vote has only increased. Um, Pennsylvania, the college-educated white vote is just gigantic, and it's getting bigger while the rurals are emptying out. And uh, Michigan, I just, I think that the Michigan vote will be strong enough for Biden to keep that state blue because um, the college-educated whites on the West Coast don't hate Joe Biden like the like the on the West Coast of the state don't hate Joe Biden like they hate Hillary. It will be very, 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 very tight. Um, I think Trump could probably flip Arizona um, and flip Wisconsin, um, but I don't know if he can flip Michigan, Pennsylvania, or Georgia or Nevada. Um, but as of right, I mean, literally, it's going to be uh, right now. I hate making predictions. I don't know. I can just agree to this, but that's what I would say as of right now. Well, the good news, like I said, if you nail any of this, by the way, you can just cut it too. So we just get you the other parts that you're right. So, you know, we can be shameless here. Editorial <laughs> yeah, I mean, freedom. I'm literally, editorial it's a year freedom. Out, so anything could happen. But like, this is what I'm looking at right now is do the college educated white votes and are the non college show up? And, uh, and do minorities not show up? Those are the big three questions. And because I think that most people's minds are set. Um, and that's uh, that's kind of where people are. right Do, now. do so, Republicans take the Senate? Yeah. I think where they win Montana back. I think they win West Virginia. Um, I don't know about Ohio. Sherrod Brown's a tough SOB. Michigan, who knows? And I don't think they're going to win it. Arizona. Do you think... Um, uh, billionaire guy in pennsylvania uh you know i'm talking about he dave mccormick you think he can win no chance wow <laughs> not a chance now <laughs> ryan swinging the bat not fearless fearless swinging at these pitches he's all right man i mean look I, you, everyone got to hear it uh i know our pro-trump audience right i mean they're, they've already tuned they've already like clicked off this so they're going it's okay. I, like, but, I, like, I, I hope. I mean, listen. If it was choice was Biden or Trump, I would hope for Trump. But like at the same time, I'm looking at the numbers. I I don't know. Uh, I don't know if the, the growth with Hispanics and Asians and the question is, can Trump close the gap? And you know, can he win? You know, can he close the gap in Orange County, Florida? Yeah. Can he get ten points higher in California? Maybe. Like he can do all those things. But if you look at where the states are that matter. You know the rust, the the white white non college educated vote is smaller and smaller. Do, do you and think? Do you, do you think the 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 idea that Democrats are panicked about Joe Biden is overstated? You think you think they actually? No, they are the panicked. Oh, they are. No, panic. they are. Panic. I okay. know of quite a few who've said we're going to give up. Like, yeah, nothing they're going to give up, but they have come. They've already rested on the idea that Democrats. They believe a few people that I know were really smart said, you know we're going to win the house. The Democrats will win the house back. They'll lose the Senate and they'll lose the presidency. And they're just going to come to the conclusion that they're going to lose the presidency now to deal with it. So if they do win it. It's a big win. And they're very, very happy about it, but they do believe that they're going to lose as of right now because Joe Biden, but I don't know any other democratic have put together the coalition needed for the democratic party. Remember one in four. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go, you go ahead. Cause I have, I have a common question for you, but. One in four Biden voters are voter are white people without a college degree. They should be Republicans by this point, but they are still not because of a certain a few issues that keep them within the Democratic line. Um, Sixty one percent of all Democrats are white voters. Um, the number of non college educated whites is going to go down. But all Biden has done, all the Democratic Party has done is sit there and tell 
white voters. We don't want to hear from you. That's why we're not doing an Iowa caucus. We're not doing the New Hampshire primary. We don't want to hear from white voters. Um, Biden uh, tried to give my black minority, uh, minority farmers um, a bailout. He wouldn't do the same thing for white farmers. There, uh, when, 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 15, when 13 Republican attorney generals said uh, to corporations, you can't hire based on race anymore. You have to hire based on merit. 21 Democratic attorneys also know it's great if you if you try to get a diverse field by by not hiring white people. All of these things, this is going to come to a head. And at the same exact time, you have the inflation issue and you have the job issue and you have the border issue. Um, Joe Biden, for for everything that people feel, and Joe Biden is not a hateful person the way that people hate AOC or they fear um, a Hillary Clinton presidency or whatever. I don't know anyone who could build this coalition uh, together because um, most of the upcoming Democrats are going to be full blown Jesse Jackson. It's our time. Rainbow Coalition nonstop. Just they will be like Carrie Lake. Like, do not vote for me if you're a McCain supporter. Do not vote for me if you're a white person with a college degree. And they are going to excise millions of people the Democrats need. I don't know if anyone else on the scene right now will be able to to put that together. Um, if Kamala had to actually be at the top of the ticket uh, against Trump, does she lose straight up? I mean, you think it just doesn't happen? Yes. She yeah, loses. Lose. Yeah. Yeah. No one. I mean, listen, I'm going to, it's very unpopular. Most people don't want a woman president. They just don't. They don't want a woman president. They don't want, they don't, when female politicians have to walk a very tight high wire because they come, they, they try to constantly come off stronger than they are. So they come off extremely unappealing. And this is a problem with female politicians almost always across the board. Um, and uh, Kamala is extraordinarily unlikable. She's just extraordinarily unlikable. And I don't know if she has a natural constituency anywhere. Um, yeah, so I don't think she can. I don't think I don't think most Democrats can win um, if they run. At so this point we have we have Ryan so making huge predictions for the election that is eleven months away, and I will mark this yeah. down. I will remember this. I, I like that we got you to swing the bat. You know, you didn't you didn't say, oh, I can't. You know, I appreciate you swung the bat. And you, I mean, and listen, if just... I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It doesn't really matter. Like whatever, I don't care. Ryan Gerdusky, everybody, subscribe to the National Populist Newsletter on Substack, and uh, he will be bringing you all these insights and you can also probably email him and yell at him there for not being sufficiently supportive of Donald Trump as the nominee. Uh, anyway, Ryan, thank you very much. Man. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it. The tunnel to towers foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since nine 11 hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured veterans who fought for our nation's freedom only to return home, fall on tough times and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes. The families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 